Hey, it's Candy. Did you know that I have a quiz to help coaches choose their niche? Yeah, I do. It's super popular and it has been taken more than 20,000 times. This is a fun quiz that takes you about two minutes to do, and it will probably give you way more clarity on choosing your best coaching niche. So now whether you say niche or niche, it's going to work for you. And if you're a coach and you have been stuck in niche indecision, wondering what to do, then you should take my quiz and find out what you learn. You can take the quiz today at coachnichequiz.com. That's coachnichequiz.com. Okay, let's dive into this week's episode. Welcome to She Coaches Coaches. I'm your host, Candy Motzek, and I'm going to help you find the clarity, confidence, and courage to become the coach that you are meant to be. If you're a new coach, or if you've always wanted to be a life coach, then this is the place for you. We're going to talk all about mindset and strategies and how to, because step-by-step only works when you have the clarity, courage, and confidence to take action. Let's get started. Hey, everyone, and welcome to this episode. I have a special guest with me today. Her name is Sophie Lechner. And let me tell you a little bit about Sophie before we dive in. She has 25 years in corporate behind her, and she founded the Global Growth Experience. And with that, she helps solopreneurs who are on a mission to find their audience on LinkedIn and engage with them so they can spread their message and grow their business. Now, I've invited Sophie specifically because of her LinkedIn expertise. I know that so many of you coaches and consultants and online entrepreneurs, you're always wondering, like, how do I create relationships with people that could be part of my audience? How do I start to create um, those warm connections? And I know LinkedIn is a topic that I've never discussed yet on the show. So I'm looking forward to hearing all about it from Sophie. So welcome, Sophie. So glad you're here. Thank you. It's wonderful to see you and to be here. And uh, hopefully I can help your audience. <laughs> oh, I'm sure you can. I know that I know that you've got everything ready to go. So let's start. Just tell us a little bit about how you went from corporate to helping solopreneurs on a mission, specifically in the LinkedIn environment. Mm. Well, you could say that my audience kind of shrank in a way because I was talking to big corporations. And then when I created the Global Growth growth Experience, it was really to serve mid-sized companies. And um, later on, sort of around the time of the pandemic, I pivoted and started really focusing in on the LinkedIn component. And um, then recently, I focused even more on solopreneurs on a mission because I just, I just get really energized by people who have this big vision of what they want to do. And I find that it gives them that umph and that action orientation, and it helps them to get over themselves and to get over whatever challenges they might have. So I'm loving this audience. It really energizes me. 
Mm, I love that. And LinkedIn is such a different platform. Mm-hmm. You know, yes, it's a social media platform, but it has so many different aspects to it than Instagram or Facebook or TikTok or any of these other social platforms. Before we talk a little bit more about LinkedIn, mm-hmm. there is something that I think is really, um, really pertinent here about this shift to solopreneurs on a mission. And I really like that you said that it, you know, kind of lights you up. And I also wanted to know if there is, I'll just call it an ulterior motive. And here's what it, here's what it sounds like. Is this like with my expertise and helping solopreneurs who are on a mission, I can really make a difference in this world. You know, like you're, you can really impact so many people by supporting that group of people. Is that yes. something? Yeah. That's an ulterior motive that right? I, I would say yes to. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> That's what I thought too. I was like, she's going to kind of wonder where, where I'm going with this, yeah. right? But it's like, it really is. We always think an ulterior motive is a little bit shady, but in fact, it doesn't have to be. And they're even more fun when these are like, let's make the world a better place, help people do what they love to do and the impact that they're supposed to have. Like, wouldn't that be a great business that we all have that kind of ulterior motive? Absolutely. And it's funny because when I first started coaching on LinkedIn, I used to say, oh, I have a secret mission. I have a secret, you know, agenda. And then one day I was like, why would it be a secret agenda? This is what I'm all about, right? <laughs> Just mm. like embraced it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love that. Yeah. So that's that's almost the same kind of thing, isn't it? And and I and I think that there's a lesson there. Um, you know, primarily the audience for this show is coaches, mm-hmm. but there is a lesson there about, you know, how many coaches actually are kind of on a secret mission. And then if they came and found out more about how to show up on LinkedIn, mm-hmm. how many of them would just skyrocket their business because they would move past that? What do you think? And that's exactly that? the topic of the book I'm writing. So I'm oh, glad that okay. <laughs> that's exactly right. I may actually use ulterior motive in there. Uh, at some point, but I, yeah, it's it's um, the ability. I, I love doing this work is to help people to um, embr- like discover and identify and embrace this bigger mission that they have. They might not have, you know, really spotted or or put that word around. And I hesitated initially with on a mission because I feel like some of my audience probably don't think of themselves as on a mission, but um, I think it's worthwhile pushing them a little bit to outside of their comfort zone to go there. Yeah. And sometimes we think on a mission has to be like, it's not worthwhile if it's not world peace. Right. Right. But, (laughs) But a mission could be something like, I just want to be able to make money, make a difference and live a life of freedom and help my clients. Like that is a mission in and of itself, right? It doesn't have to be world peace. All those things actually lead to world peace. However, (laughs) however, it doesn't have to be. Yeah. Yeah. So tell me if if I was a new coach and Mm -hmm. I was coming out of corporate, 
Now, you know, that's sort of my history as well. And I was just starting out. How would you suggest they start on LinkedIn? Great. So first of all, I would be, uh, I would compliment you on thinking about LinkedIn early in your journey, because a lot of coaches start with all the mechanics and the branding and the this and the that and build all these things before they actually get themselves out there. And I believe that's a big mistake. So I would say great job starting on LinkedIn ASAP because even if you don't have all your ducks in a row, it doesn't matter. You can start having the conversations. You can start talking to people. You can start um, sharing your, your, your coaching, your expertise and build relationships that will then be useful when you're actually ready with your offer and um, you know ready to, to, to get out there with your message. So that would be the first thing. Um, then I would tell them, write your profile. And the key thing about the profile is, you know, there's all the different pieces, but you can find information on whatever, Google on, you know, the different pieces. But the key thing with the profile is, Exactly what we were saying is to really get in touch with your mission, mm. find your why, and make sure that it stands out, that it really shines, so that you can grab people on an emotional level. Decisions are made emotionally first, and then we're justifying with the, you know, the data. So um, really make sure that this, this passion comes across. Besides, of course, being clear on who you help, what you do, et cetera. So those would be the initial two big, well, main piece of advice, I guess. Right. And I really um, I really agree with you, like 100%. When I'm thinking about working with new coaches, I always say, don't, don't do any of the build your website, get a logo, do your brand thing. Get out and start talking to people. And actually start inviting them into coaching conversations. And that's exactly what you're saying. This is the lead into creating those relationships. And I do know of people who use Instagram in this way, but I don't know if you can do this on LinkedIn as well. I sometimes recommend that if they want to start creating messages and small articles and mini blog posts and that kind of thing, to almost make the social media platform, their initial website. You know, that's where you start talking about things. What do you think about that? Do you think that that's a good that way is, to go? That is exactly what I tell people. Okay. In fact, I tell them, use your profile to create a mini customer journey for your reader. So, you know, I see a lot of people who take their banner and they put their 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 Calendly link or whatever to book a call or their website. And, and I say, no, just this is the first impression. You don't want to grab people like that. You want to be very gentle and take them gradually from there, the, the banner to the headline, to the picture, to the about section, the featured section, and really make sure that there's a little bit for each of the stages of your customer journey. So yes, I completely agree. And I always advise people to, to the extent they can, 
keep people on their LinkedIn profile as long as possible. So rather than take the person immediately to their website, is keep them there because you can sort of take them down a rabbit hole, which is a good rabbit hole because it's one that leads to getting to know you and like you and trust you. And that's what you want. You want your clients to know, like, and trust you or your prospects. Yes. Um, and so I am so on board with you on that. Right. So what I'm hearing so far is start early, like before, almost before you do anything else. Yep. Start on LinkedIn, decide that this is your platform, and then create a bio that reflects your mission, your passion, something that really pulls at people to make them interested. And then now it's time to start building a little bit of, uh, I know this isn't the right phrase, but I, the words come to me, a body of work. It mm -hmm. may be an interesting quote. It may be mm -hmm. a little video that you've done. It might be a mini blog post, even something that's only four or five sentences long to mm -hmm. start speaking to that potential client and start engaging them mm -hmm. at different points in their customer journey. That's got a question to it. I'm not quite sure mm -hmm. what you think about that. So, yes, I absolutely agree. And it's interesting you say body of work and that it may not be the right phrase because that's actually the phrase that I do use quite frequently because I advise my clients to create articles, which I call pillar articles. So something about, you know, like the first question you asked me, right? How did you get to be who you are and, and where, you know, what you're doing now? So you can touch on that in your about section, but of course you have a much longer story to tell. And so I tell my clients, write an article about this, you know, nice and long. It, it's the person who reads it are at this point ready to go down the rabbit hole. They're, they're doing it voluntarily and so take them take them on the on the story um one article also that can be really useful is explaining what your process is how you work with clients why you work with them that way what are the steps and all of that so if you have these pillar articles um it is a body of work right it really is a body of work you can have case studies in there and you can feature that, you can include that in your featured section. So you can see how this really becomes your website at this point. You've got the, all the different pieces, you've got the about, you've got the stories, the you know sort of blog page, if you will. Um, so yeah, absolutely. Mm. And then what about interacting with people? What do you suggest for that? How do you connect with people? How do you interact with them? Um, and I have another question, and that is what to do about all those darn messages that you get that say, mm -hmm. I saw you and your profile kind of looks like we might like to do business together. <laughs> what like so how do you how do you create relationships with people? Oh. It's easy in person, but on LinkedIn specifically, it's a little bit different. Yeah. yeah and unfortunately, um, there are those pesky people who will, you know, continue listening to the so-called LinkedIn, LinkedIn gurus that tell you to send a lot of messages and you'll get 3% response rate. And I'm like, why do they get excited about that? I get 100%, you know, on a smaller number, <laughs> but it's much better. So um, in terms of, of reacting to those those um, messages, I, I, you know, the, the main thing is just don't let it bother you and just ignore that. 
I, I don't even bother to click the, the button ignore. I just, my mind just ignores them. So that's my advice on that. Um, connecting, you know, the, the first you connect with all the people that you already know in real life, because that's how your content will start being visible to them, but their connections, importantly. Um, and so you want to start with that. And then as you grow your, as you, you know, post your content, people will comment on it. People will like it and their connections will see it. And when you engage with the commenters and the likers, then that's how you start to build a relationship. You want to always respond to all the comments on your posts um, and, and preferably start engaging in a conversation. The whole point to me of LinkedIn is getting into conversations, conversations on the platform and then deeper conversations off the platform. So you post, you see who comments, you interact with that comment, you tag them, you respond, you ask another question. And after a couple of interactions, you maybe message them, you know, you've, you connect with them, then you can message and then you can say, hey, let's get on a call. But it needs to be very natural. It can't be in the mindset of, of you know, trying to find a client. I mean, you really have to disengage from the outcome to enjoy yeah. LinkedIn and to make it work. And I really, um, as you're describing this, it really reminds me of, it is just like a conversation that somebody you would have with somebody. Yeah. In yeah. Except the difference is that in time, it's a little bit longer. So a mm -hmm. conversation that you might have in 10 minutes might mm -hmm. happen over a span of a few days. So yeah. if you engage, you ask one question, of course, it's going to take time for them to think and respond mm -hmm. to you if they do. And then again, you're responding. So, you know, how you and I could have a quick conversation in mm -hmm. five minutes might take many back and forth interactions on the platform. Mm -hmm. And so I think the place to point people here is it is a conversation. These are real relationships. You start with your people that you know in real life mm -hmm. and that there's no... Um, there's a bit of a fallacy that you might feel impatient that it's not mm -hmm. happening fast enough. But if you know that it's a conversation that takes place over a much wider time span, just because of the platform, that'll probably help you feel much better about what's going on, right? Yeah, exactly. I like how you've, how you've um, phrased that. And yeah, like I'm so used to it. I'm having to actually re- frame in my mind, you know, the expectation that could be of an immediate converse, conversation, like a synchronous conversation. I'm so mm -hmm. used to this asynchronous setting, um, but that is what it is. So rather than think of each conversation as one person at a time, I guess I see it as, you know, how do I explain this even? Like you're having conversations here, there, and there, and there today. And then another day I would come in and I'd say, oh, right, there's that conversation. And then you continue that bit. You know, does it make sense? It feels like it's it does. It does. horizontal than vertical. Yes, yeah. Hmm. Hmm. But for me, 
even now and when I was a new coach, that would have been really helpful for me to have that kind of understanding that it really is a conversation, but it's just at a different pace, Mm -hmm. right? And that, and then I think that there's a lot of, it could actually be an even better conversation Mm -hmm. because you have time to think a little bit before you reply, really ask an interesting question, something that really is that you really care about as Mm -hmm. opposed to just nice weather today, huh? Right. Like (laughs) a real conversation as opposed to a surface level conversation. Yeah. So you told us so much already. What, what, um, We've talked about exactly how to start. We've talked about the purpose of how LinkedIn can be that stand-in for your website, especially early in the journey. You've Mm -hmm. talked about the importance of the bio, importance of the conversation, gave me a great tip on what to do with all those pesky DMs. And what else? What am I missing? I think the biggest piece is the mindset and um, just disconnecting from the outcome and that's you know very hard to do but it's also absolutely critical and it's critical for your business not just on linkedin but in general right like your sales conversations once you're able to have sales conversations where you can detach from the outcome and really focus on the person and how you can help them in this moment everything changes and on linkedin it's very important to do that um if you go in looking for how can I, so two things, I think, how can I help people in general? So in other words, do your coaching now ahead of somebody signing up for anything. So coach people in general, think of LinkedIn as your clients, you know, you, who, how you would coach them. Um, and also it's just a place to have interesting conversations. So I think coaches, by their very nature of their work, enjoy deep conversations. And so I find that LinkedIn offers you that opportunity to do that, to really get into thoughtful conversations, again, because of the asynchronous nature as well. Um, And you can get into these conversations and it just feels enriching. I feel that it's it doesn't have to be always about your work and your coaching. It can be just in general. And mm. people see this rounded person and their interests, you know, your interests, your opinions, your responses, how you respond to people. And that increases the know, like, and trust factor. And and my opinion, the important piece too is if you enjoy being on LinkedIn, it will come across. And it will feed everything else that you do on LinkedIn. This is really interesting. So, you know, this mindset piece is a big piece about going on the platform to create relationships and have conversations, not going on the platform because you're hunting for clients and you want one today, right? (laughs) Like from that place of desperation is never going to work. And there was something else that you said, Sophie, that really struck me as you were doing, as you were um, describing the mindset piece of it, and that there's a very different feel for this kind of conversation and relationship building and using the LinkedIn platform than I've ever heard 
for something like an Instagram or a Facebook. Mm -hmm. Very, very different. Mm -hmm. You know, so these um, conversations that are thoughtful and extended and more connected, Mm -hmm. to use social media as a place for that instead Mm -hmm. of for surface, here's what my breakfast looks like today, yay, 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 and then it's done. Mm -hmm. That is a very different mode of social media. And I agree. I think that that really will appeal to people who love coaching. Yes. Yeah. 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 I think it's a, it's a perfect platform for introverts. I mean, there's extroverts on there as well, right? But the, the, the fact that you can have these deep conversations as opposed to surface is something that appeals to introverts, right? Mm-hmm. And that you don't you can dispense with the chit chat there's no need you can go straight into the hard stuff um and the fact that it's asynchronous once again is really something that works well for introverts so i see i have i have conversations sometimes just on and off over several months with someone um i'll respond to something they wrote and they'll respond something in you know response to my comment and and they're absolutely not a client i'm absolutely not a client of theirs but it's just interesting and we've never spoken but um it's just very rich Mm, i love that Thank you so much for sharing all these things. And as I look at the screen, so for those of you who happen to be listening to the audio version of this podcast, and you know, audio is my prime method, you could go over to YouTube and have a look. And when I see Sophie's signature that says LinkedIn coach for solopreneurs on a mission, it feels like you could almost Add LinkedIn coach for introverted solopreneurs on a mission, right? Maybe that's my next niching exercise. Who knows? Who knows right? Yeah. Thank you so much for joining me, Sophie. Can you tell me a little bit more about how people can get in touch with you so they can learn more about being in your world and learn more about the kinds of ways that you can support them? Mm-hmm. The easiest way is to look me up on LinkedIn. Uh, there's a couple of Sophie Lechners, but not that many. You'll know very quickly if you're with the right one. Um, and so, Sophie, I, I guess you'll have the links in your in your uh, show notes, right? But, I will, yes. Um, yeah, I think finding me on LinkedIn is just the simplest way. Um, and in fact, a lot of my clients, you know, when they can't reach me on email, they come and DM me on LinkedIn like, yeah, we knew we'd find you here. <laughs> That's wonderful. Thank you so much. And I think it's great. The best place to find you is the place that you help people with on LinkedIn. So any last words before we wrap up the episode for today? I have really enjoyed this. Um, If any of your clients, prospects, listeners want to get in touch with me, I would be very happy to give them a free coaching session, you know, like a strategy uh, session to see if LinkedIn would be good for them. Um, I really enjoy working with coaches who are passionate about their work and their clients and, and what they want to change in the world. So if we can change together, if I can be a small part of their success, then I'm very happy. <laughs> oh, thank you, Sophie. That's so wonderful. Okay, everyone. So this is the episode for this week. And join me again next week. Thanks so much. Thanks again for listening today please hop on over to Apple Podcasts and leave a review. 
Also, I would love to hear from you. Did something that I say resonate? What else would you like to learn about? Click the link in the player and leave a comment on the post. This is going to give me great ideas for future episodes so I can help you best. Join me again next week for more coaching, support, and teaching to help you become the confident coach you are meant to be.